This is Dear Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode. Hello, my dear friends. Oh, if you could see my face, I am smiling from ear to ear because today is a very special day in the home of dear Hallmark. First, if this is your first time listening, hi, my name is Dara. Dear Hallmark is my home. It's my space where we can talk about all of our favorite made-for-TV romance networks, such as the Hallmark Channel, Up TV, GAC, and then during Christmas, we'd add Lifetime in the mix. But throughout the rest of the year, we don't check for them because they're on their thriller kick. So we just kind of let them be. But then we bring them to the table come Christmas time. So... Today is an extremely special day because it marks the one year anniversary of the Dear Hallmark podcast. On this day, last year, we launched our first episode, which was me reviewing The Irresistible Blueberry Farm. Funny enough, which is our our book club topic for this week. So it's highly appropriate that our book club topic for the week is The Irresistible Blueberry Farm. And it's funny that I didn't even get that connection until now. (laughs) But I want to start off this special episode by kind of giving you the backstory of Dear Hallmark and a little bit about me. So I always have loved the Hallmark Channel. My mom would watch the Christmas movies and she was the big Christmas person in our house. And when my mom separated from my dad, I stayed with my dad. And so when she left, she kind of took Christmas with her because dad wasn't, he didn't care. And Christmas was a way for me to escape the holly, the jolly of it all. It was a way for me to not feel the pain of what happened between my parents. And especially because Christmas wasn't being celebrated as I saw it in the movies once my mom separated from my dad. And this happened when I was around 16 years old. I took it upon myself to be the Christmas celebrator of the household. And I began, I found myself watching those Hallmark Christmas movies as well. And, you know, getting older because I didn't watch them. I watched them mainly at Christmas. I didn't watch them throughout the year during college, but definitely during graduate school. um, So circa 2015, uh, 2012 and beyond, I began to watch kind of one-offs of these Hallmark romance movies, the non-Christmas ones on Amazon Prime. And I would, they would be little moments of me to escape. Now, mind you, I had no clue who anyone was. You could, you, I probably knew who Andrew Walker was or Danica McKellar. But in terms of watching the non-Christmas ones, like Jen Lilly didn't know, didn't know what Christopher Russell or Kevin McGarry, Aaron Krako, Kimberly Sustat, like I didn't know. I just didn't, I had no clue. And it wasn't until, was it winter 2019? Yeah, October 2019. 
I was going through a really, really hard time at the job that I was at at the time. It was incredibly dark for me. And one night when the house was asleep, um, because I, it's hard for me to watch these types of movies on the main TV because they just pick, my family just picks it apart and just like, you know, oh, it's corny. Ah, why are you? So it's like, it's not enjoyable to watch these types of movies with them around. So I waited until they went to sleep and I saw that there was this winter movie coming on. So I said, oh, perfect. Winter is my favorite season. I can kind of wash off the blech of the day with this movie. And so I watched Love on the Slopes and it was just everything that I ever wanted and what I needed in that moment. The romance the winter, the fields, everything. And I began to watch them more and more. Um, and December 2019, um, during a church program, I was the assistant choreographer for our church's Christmas production. And so I was involved in performing in uh, four numbers for that year. <laughs> so I, I did the first number. They clapped. Great. It was time for the second number. And the second number was kind of like the choreographer's routine. So it was just me and the head choreographer. It was our routine. And so we're dancing. We're doing our thing. And I, I go for a turn and I don't know how because the the um, we're utilizing not only the stage, but also the floor. And so I'm on the floor doing a turn. And unbeknownst to me, there was a stage light hidden in the darkness. And I hit my foot on it. Little did I know that me hitting my foot on that stage light, the way that I, that I hit it, it tore my Achilles the edge of the stage light went right through my Achilles heel. And so I was out for the count. I didn't go back to that toxic job that I was at, which I I ain't gonna lie, I was grateful for it. But because I had all of this time on my hands now, well, first of all, I was annoyed because I was a mover and shaker in in these Philly streets, you hear me? I was a corporate, you know, schmoozer. I was out here whining and dining myself, (laughs) okay? I loved the hustle and bustle of Center City, Philadelphia. I loved being out, going out to the restaurants and the shows. And to just be sat on my butt for so long because of my Achilles, I was upset. And I was so angry. And I, it was hard for me to accept help from people because I was so used to giving out help to everyone else. Um, it was pride. It was, I was just like, no, I, I can do it. Like it it was just, it was really prideful for me in that moment in a bad way. So I'm sat on my rump because I can't move anywhere with the, with my Achilles. I have my surgery in January of 2020. And then I'm still on bed rest for six weeks. Um, well, more so that bed rest for two weeks because I'm in a cast. I'm sorry. I'm in my post-operative dressings and then in my cast for uh, six weeks. So I'm able to move, but it's, it's really hard. 
Um, and so that's when I, I began to get deeper and deeper into my Hallmark movie watching. But then the pandemic happened. And I paused my Hallmark movie watching and I began to get into this like Robin Hood medieval thing. And so I watch all of the Robin Hood movies. I watch the Robin Hood BBC series on Amazon. Then I binge the Viking series. Cheesecake Factory through DoorDash becomes my best friend. And I'm ordering Cheesecake Factory like every other day. Like it was it was rough. And I continue this coping mechanism throughout the year. And then around September, October, I had an idea. I was like, you know, Countdown to Christmas is on because this was my time to watch my Hallmark movies. And normally we would be in our Christmas, you know, in the thick of our Christmas production and so I wouldn't have time to watch all of the the new Hallmark Christmas movies until January which is why for me Christmas bled into the new year that much it bled into February and March because I was that was my time to catch up on all of the movies that I had missed during like October November December because we start rehearsals in October and stuff so but in 2020, since we weren't gathering, and I like a light bulb went off. It's like, oh my gosh, I can actually watch all of the movies as they air. I wonder if anyone is reviewing them. Like, do anyone talk about these movies? Now, I do have, at that time, about one person that I know I could go to to talk, to talk about the Hallmark movies at nauseum about. But um, I, I really wanted like a community of people to talk with. And so uh, gearing up for the first movie of Countdown to Christmas 2020, the name came to me. I can't take any credit for it. I give the credit to God, Dear Hallmark. And I thought, OK, it'll be like my love letter to the Hallmark channel because of how much I love Hallmark movies. And not so much a love letter, but just a letter to Hallmark, what I think about their movies. And thus, the dear Hallmark namesake was born. So I began reviewing as many of these movies as I could for Countdown to Christmas. And then I kept going. I went into winter of 2021. I went into spring of 2021. And then it was around February... Like, I think it was January, February that I started the Instagram. Um, Because I thought, okay, maybe this can be a thing. So I, and I, because I was posting it on my personal Instagram, but don't nobody, like my, my circle, they don't care, you know, like, ain't nobody checking for my Hallmark content. So I was like, let me make a separate page specifically for my Hallmark content. So I can gather all my fellow Hallmarkies there with me. And then we can just gab and gab about Hallmark movies, right? And so I, I was posting the full-length reviews on Instagram as well as YouTube. And I remember when I began to get comments on my YouTube videos. I was like, there are people out there watching me. I'll snap. <laughs> and then I began to get people to follow the Instagram. I was like, oh, this is really cool. And... 
Um, so I kept going. I just, and I had no thoughts to, I didn't think these Hallmark actors actually had Instagram. I didn't think they knew what social media was. I wasn't tagging anybody. I wasn't hashtagging, not a daggone thing. I kept posting and I I kept doing it every, for every season. And then we get into Christmas in July, right after crashing through the snow. That weekend, um, during that week, that week was probably one of the biggest roller coasters of my life. Um, I was, I felt like I was in a pressure cooker that week. It was the premiere of Crashing Through the Snow, um, or the week right after the premiere of Crashing Through the Snow. Um, and I was incredibly stressed about my novel. I was getting cabin fever. I felt closed in. Um, I don't live by myself. So I, I felt I just like I needed space by myself to hear myself think. So I got myself a hotel room for about three nights in a suburb of Philly. That was just a half hour away. So I was still close, but it, I still felt farther away enough that I could be away. So I got myself into a hotel room. Funny enough, that hotel room had the Hallmark Channel. It was Christmas in July. I had Chick-fil-A through Uber Eats. I just felt like I was living the dream. And then I got some of the worst news. Um, It... The news that I got wrecked me. Um, I'm sorry. I wasn't expecting. Dang. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um, mm. It wrecked me emotionally, and I didn't know how to process it. Because this family that I was so close to... Um, just kind of shut themselves out and I was distraught I was hurt I felt taken advantage of I felt betrayed I felt angry I felt mad there were a lot of emotions going on and this coming off the heels of me stressing about chasing wind and so then that weekend um I'm coming back home, back to reality. Things have not calmed down. So I felt like I've been put back into a pressure cooker. And I'm crying like I'm distraught. And then Saturday evening, I think it was like July 17th, July 18th. I began to get Instagram notifications of people following me. And I thought, oh, well, this is cute, you know. And then I got, um, I got, sorry, I'm pausing myself because I, I, I want to say that this emotionally wrecked situation that happened in July was kind of compounded that things that took place in March, April, in May. So there were things that happened each of those months that I don't know that I properly processed emotionally. 
And then for that thing to happen in July, I felt like that was the straw that broke the camel's back internally. And it was like the dam broke and like the water and metaphorical terms, my tears just kind of came crashing down. So that's kind of what was happening emotionally uh, for me. And then I was getting these, I was getting notifications that people began following me. And then I saw Cindy Busby started following me and I was like, huh? Like, ain't no way she's just going to follow me out of nowhere. I'm thinking something's happened. I'm not going to investigate it because at this point it was 11 p.m., 12 a.m. I had to I needed to go to sleep so I could get up for Zoom church. Mind you, Zoom church isn't until 11 a.m. the next day. But I know I needed to I needed to rest because I had been crying. My eyes were heavy. It was just a lot. So I wake up and overnight I got about 30 followers and it just kept coming. And I told my roommate, I said, something's happening. I don't know what, but something's happening. And then I got a DM from a lovely woman um, who I believe, I don't remember when she started following me, but she's, she's incredibly kind and she knows who she is. I wonder if she's listening to this. She said, I saw, um, I saw Tyler's story. This is so exciting for you. And I said, now at this point I'm in zoom church. So are all of our, my cameras on and I'm thinking Tyler, now I'm on my dear Hallmark account. There could be only one Tyler that this woman is talking to me about. Now, remember, I have no record. I have no idea that these people have Instagram accounts. So I'm like, what is Tyler's? So I just type in his name. I see his, I see the blue check. So I know that that's him. I go to his page and I look at his stories and I see my mug on his stories. Tyler Hines posted about eight stories worth of my review of It Was Always You. And I could do all but scream. Keep in mind, I'm finding this out while I'm on camera in Zoom church. <laughs> I'm supposed to be paying attention and I'm not. <laughs> So I'm trying to contain myself. My heart is literally about to burst. I got chest pains trying to contain the excitement. And then I, all of this anxiety came out of nowhere. So it was like parallel to the excitement. All of the anxiety that I had bottled up from last night that I thought I slept off was that was still residing within me was coming out. So I was throwing up. I was nervous. I was excited. Like there was so much happening to the point where I needed to get off screen. I got me a freezer pack, put it on my head, and I had to literally just lay there in the bed. And I'm seeing this keep happening and people continue to follow me. And and I'm just like, oh my gosh. And I remember even people seeing on Facebook. Um, and so I got a DM. And some, I was responding to as many DMs as I could. And one young woman said, somebody posted your review in the Heine's Facebook page of It Was Always You. And Tyler saw it. And I was like, what? 
So I go to this Heine's Facebook page and lo and behold, there is my mug again on a post. Somebody found my review, put it in the in the joint. Her name's Bonnie. She put it in the Facebook group. People saw it. They loved it. He saw it. He shared it. And from there, people began to ask me, so have you seen this movie? Have you seen this movie? Have you seen this movie? And of course, I was like, I don't know. No, 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 no. I don't think so. No, no, no. And so I'm thinking, okay, I want to keep up talking about these new release movies. How am I going to start with this, like... And like with them wanting to hear my thoughts on other movies. And so I said, I, I got to start a podcast. Now, at this time, I already had, um, I had done three podcasts. I did, the first podcast I ever did was called Avenue 89. And that was um, the flagship podcast for a media company that I started in 2019. And that was just, I was talking about any and everything during that media podcast, during, for the Avenue 89 podcast. I was doing album reviews. Um, I was talking about anything, any and everything. And then I started a literature podcast called The Book Sale. And that's where I got to nerd and geek out about Christian fiction, different genres. I got to interview authors. Um, and just really just geek out, like I said. And then Ave- I um, stopped Avenue 89 and turned Avenue 89 because I found myself doing more and more music reviews. I turned it into a music podcast that I called The 89th Record. And I co-hosted that with my godbrother, although he'll never admit to being a co-host. He'll always say he's just a fly on the wall in my podcast. But I'm, I'm telling y'all he was a co-host. Because if you listen, you'll know who talked the most. He's a co-host. <laughs> he was a co-host. So I was doing the 89th record and I was doing the book sale. Like that was, those were two podcasts I was doing um, religiously, for lack of a better word. And the thought of starting another podcast was pretty daunting. I didn't know how I wanted it formatted. I, I, I just went for broke. Like, so I saw December Bride starring Jessica Lowndes and Daniel Lissing. And that movie tore me up so much that I was like, you know what? I just need to air out my thoughts and I'm gonna do it on this podcast. And so if you look, if you scroll all the way down (laughs) the first ever episode, I called it the soft opening of the Dear Hallmark podcast is me just ranting about a December Bride. (laughs) oh man I had and even doing the podcast the podcast was supposed to be me doing throwback movies the podcast was going to be for older Hallmark movies the YouTube was going to be for newer Hallmark movies and then Christmas happened I wasn't planning I never intended on interviewing actors I didn't want Dear Hallmark to become a thing. I just wanted to just continue to share my thoughts and talk with people and be a fan. But I I was talking with another podcast and she was like, girl, you better get out here and get these interviews. Like, do it, do, you know. 
And so I was like, you know what? Why the heck not? What's the worst that could happen? And so I reached out to one actor. And lo and behold, (laughs) you guys will see my first interview is Mr. Andrew Walker. And from there, I can't even tell you the snowball effect that has happened since that interview. Why do I want to cry? What is this? <laughs> Ugh. Um, this has literally been a dream. The amount of encouragement and support that you guys have shown me. Um, mm. (laughs) just thank you guys so much. Thank you guys so much. Um, I love you all. We can only go up from here. And I love, I'm inspired by you guys as well to come up with more content for Dear Hallmark. Like now Dear Hallmark has a website. And just to see the expansion of Dear Hallmark. And again, I still feel like the little engine that could. And I also want to take some space. Who knows if he'll listen to this. But I want to take some space to just thank Tyler Hines. Oof. Because he didn't have to. I mean, as small of a gesture as that was. To just share my review and his stories. It still took time. It still took thought because (laughs) even what he said, like, I'm just forever grateful. I'm forever grateful to you, sir. And you are forever tied into the Dear Hallmark story, sir. And so, Tyler, I thank you. Thank you so much. Um, So... Thank you guys so much for this being one of the most incredible years of my life and for welcoming me with open arms and for loving on me and for um, laughing with me and just thank you. I'm incredibly encouraged, incredibly inspired. Your love is incredibly felt and... I love you guys. I really, really do. I love you guys. So I didn't think I would talk so long. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to, to talk so long. Um, but this, I wanted to, to tell you guys, because um, I've, I've spoken about this on another podcast um, called Awaken the Extraordinary. I kind of, that was my first time really sharing the full story, but I felt it necessary to share it here in our house uh, and to share it for our one year anniversary episode. Um, cause this, this is a pretty special place. This is a pretty special thing to me and you guys are incredibly special. And so I wanted to use this special moment to talk about that. Well, guys, this is our one year anniversary. I love you. Thank you again. Um, You guys know what the deal is, for those of you who have been listening. And if this is your first time, what an episode. (laughs) 
<laughs> what an episode to come in on. Um, oof, man, I was not expecting to come to tears, but yeah, we've we've been through a lot with this podcast. Let me tell you that this pod, this 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 podcast, this Hallmark community has provided me such light, such refuge, such escape that you have no idea no idea what you guys mean to me for real for real so there's stuff in the show notes that you guys can check out if you're not familiar with the dear hallmark podcast and you want to learn more about it but i just want to end by saying happy one year anniversary y'all here's to many more more laughs more food hello (laughs) More seasons, more networks. Now that we've opened to more than just Hallmark, we're talking about GAC, who's now Great American Family, um, and Up TV. You know, we've opened our home to other people. And thank you to every podcaster that has supported me as well. The ladies from Swing My Heart podcast, from Deliver Me a podcast, um, Hallmarkies Caroline, and from Hallmarkies. Um, the ladies of Suspenders Unbuttoned, Catherine, Sarah, and Julie, my brothers from Deck the Hallmark. I love y'all. Dan, Bran, and Panda. I love y'all. Thank you so much. Um, to Chad Maurice, (laughs) that man. (laughs) Thank you, friend. Thank you. To every guest that I've had. Oh, to my good sister, Jacqueline Collier. Oh, my Lord, sis, you have no idea. You have no idea how much I appreciate you. You've been like a mentor to me this entire time. I don't even know if you've realized that, but you have been. I've been watching you. I've been watching you like a hug. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but, but seriously, um, Gabrielle Graf Palmer, ma'am, you know I love you. Sarah Lunsford, Lunsford, I love you. Ladies of Rama Drama, thank you so much for seeing in me sometimes what's hard for me to see in myself and for pushing me anyway to get me out in West Palm Beach to have a table, to be on a panel. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um... PB, I love you. I can't wait. I can't wait to see you. I really can't. Um, mm. I think that's all I have. That's all I have. <laughs> so, uh, this is my third close. Um, <laughs> I love you guys. Happy one year anniversary. Um, And I'll talk to you guys in the next episode.